0: Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to not just an episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast, but also the Gather in Growth podcast with Emily Rushall.
1: Hi, friends. As you can tell, this might be a little different than your average episode. I am joined, or I am joining, however you want to look at it, Coach Kaya, dear friend of mine. We both feel really passionately about habits and the impact that understanding habits and building habits has had on not only our health journeys, but our personal growth journeys and our businesses. So as we are approaching the end of 2023, we thought it'd be fun to just come on and have a conversation around our thoughts on habits, some tactical tools and takeaways to help you reevaluate or reestablish new habits. So I'm not even going to call this as an interview. This is like, Kaya and I turning on the mic to talk about something that we both totally nerd out about.
0: 1,000%. So if you're ready to end your year your strongest and start changing your life with a small baby steps, let's dive on in. Let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing.
1: I don't so, know how to do a, how to do a mutual conversation. That's not an interview. So bear with us. This is going to be hilarious. I'm
0: I think, searching. I think, I think Emily, we should just invite folks to <laughs> grab their favorite beverage. I think you even say that in your podcast, don't you? I've got my coffee here today. I'm sitting in the yard, inn, and I think we just invite people to join us for a morning cup of coffee and chit chat doesn't have to be an interview.
1: My coffee is empty and I've already refilled it once and you're only supposed to drink so much caffeine while pregnant. So I got my water.
0: Well, Cheers. all beverages are welcome around here. So listeners, grab your beverage, hang tight, and let's just have a candid conversation. Now, when I was talking with Emily about this episode, I really wanted to talk about habits. Number one, because I think both of us can testify how the power of small habits has wildly changed our life. And also, I am really passionate about having the conversation about habits at this time of the year. I think that Mm -hmm. traditionally in society, we always talk about, let's focus on habits and changing our life January 1. And hey, that's great and, and good. But I started my health journey and really started diving into habits back in 2018 in the last quarter of the year. And I actually think there's a lot of magic in starting at the end of the year. Do you agree, Emily?
1: Yeah, actually, I didn't know that about you, but mine was 2019. I was six months postpartum with my daughter and yeah, jumped into even understanding this world of habits or goal setting or mindset or personal growth in September. So yeah, I I, uh, so agree with you. This conversation around life change always comes up in January and it kind of makes me cringe because it's like, We get past New Year's, then all of a sudden think we're going to flip this switch and start living totally different lives than we have for the past six months. And I love reverse engineering that and thinking about, well, what does it look like to be intentional through a time of year that previously intentionality
0: was like the last thing on my mind? Absolutely. It's like once Halloween candy hits the grocery store ourselves, we're like, "Mm, we'll wait until next year. No big deal you know before really, we get jump- the holidays it's yeah fun. right before we jump into really the magic of habits i just want to kind of meet you all maybe where emily and i were before we dived into this habit work right i know habits is a buzzword we talk about habits all the time and for good reason they are life changing but i remember before i really delved into habits every time i was focused on wanting to better my life improve myself start my health journey again it always felt like this daunting daunting, huge task, mm-hmm. like this impossible feat. And I kept doing the like, Oh, I'll start a row Monday. I'll start it on Monday, all these things. And the best yes. way that I can describe it, as Emily knows, I love to talk in pictures. And the best way that I can think to describe the way it felt for me at least was it felt like I was standing at the base of this mountain, looking up at the mm-hmm. peak, knowing like, okay, I know I want to get there. I know that this is the, the person I want to be. That's where I want to go. But looking up at it, it felt so huge, like way too big, like way too big of a challenge to climb. And not only that, but it also felt like the mountain itself was covered in fog. So not only did the peak feel so impossibly far away, but I also couldn't see the path it was going to take to get there. And I think that that, that bigness of what we make changing our life feel really is debilitating and it leaves us frozen at the base of the mountain without ever taking the first step. And so when I think about habits, I think about what would it look like to bring your gaze down from the top of the mountain just down to where your feet are currently planted because even if it's foggy, even if you cannot see the path to get there, when you take one baby step into the fog, you can see just far enough to see where your next baby step is going to land. And to me, that's what habits is. Habits is bringing your gaze down to where you are currently planted and focusing on the one baby step forward.
1: Okay. Speaking of thinking in pictures, what came to mind when you were explaining this whole visual that I so connect with? Because it not only felt like a mountain, but it also felt like I was wearing flip-flops. Like I didn't know where to start. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I didn't do. Even have the like, right shoes there, here <laughs> like, everything just felt so overwhelming and so hard. And I think I even find myself knowing what I know now still getting trapped in that is like, you know, the distance between where I'm at to where I want to be is so overwhelming. And like, I don't even know where to buy hiking boots. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this conversation can help reverse engineer that and help you figure out not only where you want to go, but how to put on the right shoes to get
0: I love that visual so much. And I think something that's important for us to mention too is that you are already doing habits. In fact, most of the things that you're doing in your life are habitual right now. And this doesn't only go for like physical habits, but it also comes down to mental habits. A lot of the thinking that we have about ourselves, about the world is also habitual. And so I just want us to also recognize, I think that the base place isn't asking yourself, okay, What are all the things I need to do to change my life? I think the first thing is asking myself, what am I already doing habitually? What are the habits that are already in place?
1: Yeah. And then filtering that through, how is this serving me? Where does this come from? And then where do I have to make change? Because. I think when it comes to looking at habits, often we think, oh gosh, I just need to scrap everything off the table and do all of these things and be suddenly start existing as an entirely different person. But you and I both know that that's not where sustainable, long-lasting change comes from. So Mm -hmm. Kaya, looking at you and your own journey, what are some of those like micro changes that you feel like had the most impact that weren't necessarily like Okay, I need to throw everything out the window and start over.
0: Oh my gosh, yes, I feel like this is this is like the diet culture mentality a little bit. I think when we feel like we have to scrap everything and start everything new, of like, okay, I have to clean out my entire pantry and get rid of any sugar that exists in the world, and I have to wake up and go to the gym for two hours a day. Bullshit. Sorry, I don't know if you're allowed to cuss on gathering growth, but um, bleep me out if you need to. You go for it. For me, you know, back in 2018 when I started, and and this is the other thing I'll say, and we can talk about this in a second. The other reason why Emily and I are recording this podcast is also self-serving because I think for me, speaking personally, I am ready for a reset myself because I recognize that I've fallen into some old habits that are no longer serving me. But rewinding back to 2018, some of the very simple habits that I started with, which seem like that's not going to do much. It does. It does. One of them was to drink half my body weight in ounces of water every single day. It was literally the goal to drink more water. Sounds Mm -hmm. simple, right? Like, okay, how is drinking more water going to change my life? Here's the thing. Small healthy habits lead to small healthy habits. And I think we always talk about spiraling, like a negative spiral, a downward spiral. Like, okay, you do one thing and then it spirals down. Me and my friend Jessica have been really obsessed with this idea of an upward spiral lately, of how can we start with Mm -hmm. one thing that leads to another good thing, that leads to another good thing. And so things like drinking more water and it does not have to be half your body weight in ounces of water it could be an extra glass every single day that can be mm-hmm. really impactful another thing for me was dancing in my living room for 30 minutes a day it was just dancing to free youtube videos and it is still absolutely one of my favorite forms of joyful movement but really simple small things one of the habits i'm i'm adding in right now is 10 minutes of stretching like you don't think 10 minutes of stretching mm-hmm. is going to change your life but if you stretch for 10 minutes every single day for 365 days Your joints, your bones are going to feel so good about that small change. What about you, Emily?
1: Yeah. I I love that you bring up the different seasons of what each of our journeys have looked like because I think a lot of times we have awareness around our comparison to other people, Mm. which can be a dangerous trap in itself. Oh, she's doing this, or I need to be doing that, or this influencer says this, or... yes. Yada, yada, yada. Like that is a whole nother tangent. We can record a whole podcast episode about the danger of the comparison trap to other people. But one thing that I have found myself in, and even with some of the women that I've coached through habits is the way we compare ourselves to other seasons is like, oh, well, back in twenty twenty I was training for a half marathon and mm-hmm. you know, I was I was running and my nutrition was on point and I was really disciplined with my time and I was getting up early and I was doing all of these this gratitude and journaling practice. Like, gosh, why can't I just do that now? And it's equally as detrimental to shame ourselves against other seasons of reality that we existed in. And so, you know, for me, for anyone that's been a piece of my journey like over the past year i have been through a lot of ups and downs with my mental health and then a pregnancy i wasn't expecting and you know a first trimester that totally kicked my ass to put it nicely <laughs> on top of other things and it's like it's not realistic when i'm processing trauma in therapy and also first trimester pregnant to hold myself to a standard 3 years ago when i was existing in a totally different headspace so mm-hmm. for me when i kind of came out of that fog so to speak and anyone who has been through a season like that can relate to that is like i had to get really back down to basics is like mm-hmm. i am not training for a half marathon right now but it would be really helpful if i put on my shoes and went outside and got some fresh air and went on a walk mm. and you know, since May, I've been really consistent with that. And now it feels easy. And like, it's just what I do. And if I don't go on a walk, I feel wonky all day long. Like if it's pouring down rain, and I don't go, I'm like, can't figure out why I'm disheveled half the day. But it's not hard. It's not complicated. It's not elaborate. It's not a crazy workout regimen. But Every day I'm getting up. I'm feeling fresh air on my face. I'm getting some movement in. I am doing something good for my brain and body. So that's been really a powerful lesson that I have been forced into learning over the past 12 months, but has been so helpful.
0: Mm, such a powerful reminder to all of us. You know, I think I think that this happens all the time. Where we're like, well, this one really fit influencer set to do these three things every single day and it will change your life. And hey, maybe it will. But I just want to empower you for all those of us that are listening is that you are the expert of your own body. You are the expert of your own life. What works for other people might not work for you and that is okay. And so I think when it comes to the habit conversation, it's looking down at where your feet are planted right now in this moment. I'm guilty, Emily. I'm so guilty of, yes, not only falling into the comparison trap against other people, but absolutely in the comparison trap of myself. I will look back to where I was in 2020 and I was training for half Marathon. And I was like, oh my gosh, I used to be able to run 10 miles on a Sunday. And now it's like, catch me dying, trying to jog, walk one mile. And it's so easy to fall into a place of deep shame and shooting all over ourselves. I should be able to do this. No problem. I should be better about this. I should, 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 should. And shooting on yourself is not empowering. It's very disempowering. And so I think what a mm-hmm. gift to be able to give yourself permission to say, okay, life inventory, where am I at right now? What does my current day-to-day life look like? Without shame or judgment, just hold space for yourself with compassionate curiosity. What does my day-to-day life look like right now in this season? And what is one small baby step I can take forward to make it a little bit better? Maybe it's minutes of stretching. Maybe it's an extra glass of water. Maybe it is a walk. But I think the first step is asking, where am I at right now today without any judgment for where that is?
1: Yeah, and one thing I hear from women who are on this journey who are like, oh my gosh, my habits are so easy that it's like embarrassing. And I'm like... No, you are doing the best thing possible for yourself. Cause like you said, it's that upward spiral. I don't remember what book it's in. I don't know if it's in Atomic Habits, which side note, if you haven't read Atomic Habits, do it today. If you read it three years ago, read it again. But it's like if you commit to reading a book for literally five minutes or like one page or whatever that habit is, like making it so easy that it's like impossible to talk yourself out of it, mm-hmm, chances mm-hmm. are that either you're going to show up and do that very small basic thing and then start flexing that muscle and start Mm -hmm. building it up. Or chances are, once you sit down and do it, you're going to read for 10 minutes or 15 Mm -hmm. pages or whatever. So you know, I think a lot of times as we approach habit change, like we've said a few times, we try to do so much at once that it's unrealistic with where we're at in this season, which ultimately sets us up for I don't want to say failure because I think everything is a journey and like nothing is black and white, but it doesn't set us up for this kind of success where we feel like we're making traction. Mm -hmm. Whereas those really, you know, small baby things, that 1% better mentality, like that creates the momentum, that upward spiral that helps get us to the place that we're like, okay, now, now what, now what can I add? Now Mm -hmm. what can I change?
0: Mm, So good you know i I want to also invite you all to imagine where you want your future self to be, and this is something that we absolutely would need to talk an entire another episode about. But I want you to think about the direction that you're headed because when we talk about habits, these small micro changes atomic habits like the book they're small, they're super tiny. but if you're looking on a graph at a one percent grade shift ten years from now, that is a lot of progress over time, and so when you think about your future self, the version of yourself that you want to be, I want you to think, what does that version of you, what do they do every single day in order to be and embody that version of themselves? And how can we start to be and embody that version of ourselves today? So I'm going to give you an example. I also want you to think about identities, like what kind of a person do you want to be? So one of my goals back in 2018, and and honestly, one of my goals again today is I want to be an active person. That is an identity that I want to embody, okay? Now, I will say my habits have wavered lately, and I haven't been as consistent with my activity as I once was, right? But we're not shaming ourselves for that. We're focusing on where we're at today. Now, what I love so much that James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, mentions in his book, he said, think about your habits every day as a way to cast your vote for the person that you are. Mm -hmm. When you think about an election, okay, you don't have to get 100% of the votes to win and become the president of the United States. You have to get 51% 51% of the votes, right? You only have to vote in abundance, 1% more than you vote against yourself. So if you wanna become a ha- an active person, think, how can I cast a vote for that version of myself today? Okay, I'm gonna go out and go for a walk today. And if you don't cast your vote for that version of yourself tomorrow, that's okay. The point is to cast your votes for that version of yourself more than you cast against it. Because I also think, Emily, that we get into the into the habit of focusing on perfection. And I think that when we start Uh our habit journey, we might be like, oh my God, I've been killing it for a week, two weeks. And then there is going to come a day without a doubt that you are not going to cast your vote the way that you want to go. And what happens then is the game changer for if you stick with the version that you want to be or if you quit on yourself and self-sabotage. Tell me more about progress over perfection, Emily. I know this is something you're very passionate about
1: oh man, this is a soapbox I could stand on for so long. And I think so many of us unconsciously have been set up with the perfectionist mentality. It's like getting the gold star, getting the A plus, this like mentality of, if I don't do it at a hundred percent, it is not worth my time. I'm trash. This is trash. Like, screw it all. Let's just like not even try. And the most impactful thing that I have learned through this work, which started with habits and ultimately has filtered into every single piece of my life is not only learning to give myself grace, but understanding that intentional choices lead to progress and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be perfect to be worthwhile. You know, I have this challenge called UDU82 and a smaller version called UDU32. And What I really encourage people who do this to look at is like, stop counting the days where you don't make the check mark or fill in the box because kids get sick, we get into harvest time, work gets crazy, whatever life happens. That is a reality. Like, we cannot do most things at 100% accuracy all the time. But if you look at those 82 days or those 32 days or whatever, and you consider how many times you showed up for yourself in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise and maybe it's like with 50 percent accuracy maybe it's like 20 percent but if you went mm-hmm. on 20 more walks than you would have without intentionality, that is a reason to celebrate and that is still a vote like you said I love that you you brought that up that vote for the person that you want to become and kind of there's another thing I've heard you teach on before that I have to remind myself is like there's no magic benchmark for claiming a certain kind of identity. You, you, Mm -hmm. you've brought up like a hat story, like, oh, I'm just not a hat person. I can't pull them off. And it's like, well, why did you decide that? And maybe just as easily you could decide I am a hat person and I'm going to start wearing hats until I confidently become a hat person. And that's, um, not to continuously go back to that running example, but, I went from being literally the opposite of a runner to a half marathoner. And it was by claiming like, I'm a runner. What do runners do? Runners get runner shoes. Runners wear AirPods. Runners go outside and move their bodies. And so I love that that mentality of like having that focus on where you want to be and then claiming it. I put this in air quotes before it's true when the reality is like you get that choice every single day. And you know, to bring it back to your original question is like, that doesn't mean that you are a hundred percent. It means that you show up and that you learn to stand back up and try again. I think James Clear calls it the day after perfect, but it's yes. like what do you do after things didn't go according to plan? Do you recommit or do you throw it all out the window? Yeah.
0: Man, I I just think that this, the day after perfect conversation is so big because I, I remember back in the day when I would focus on my nutrition, for example, I do feel really, really good about nutrition. And then, you know, I'd go somewhere, I'd, I'd, I'd find myself eating an Oreo out of the box of Oreos. And I think what so many of us do, we're like, well, we already had an Oreo, might as well eat the whole box of Oreos. Because if it's not perfect, then we will sabotage our progress. And I've heard this visual um, before. People are like, if you're driving a car to an event and one of your tires gets popped, you don't take your knife out and go out and slash the other three tires because, well, one of my tires has popped. I guess I better pop all the others. (laughs) Of course not. You focus on remedying that one tire and then continuing to move forward. And I think that that's so, so important. And I love that you brought up the identities piece because... I think that we get it backwards. We think I have to do the thing in order to embrace the identity. But it is learning to embrace that identity of the version of yourself you wanna be that really empowers you to do those things, right? So maybe you're someone who is like, I'm not much of a reader, but you want to be. What if you just decided to embrace the identity of like, I am a reader. I'm someone who enjoys reading. And when you really learn to embody that identity, picking up a book is going to feel more natural and easy to you. And again, even if it means reading a page, reading one page mm-hmm. and then building off of that. I think it's so important for us to focus on learning how to embody those identities not just in in action and in habit but also mentally identifying mm-hmm. or identifying mm-hmm. ourselves with those because life is is about all of us. We're whole people, right? Mental, emotional, mm-hmm. physical, all parts of ourselves have to learn to embody those identities. So when you think about your future self, what type of a person is that? And how can yeah. you start embodying those habits today.
1: And I love that you bring up that like reader thing. I think a lot of times when we think about habits, it's easy to talk about nutrition or movement or water or things like that. But a really powerful transformative example for me was when I started understanding habits, I was in the thick of motherhood in a way that felt really hard. And Mm trying to do things differently than I had seen modeled before. And so a mantra that I repeat to myself over and over and over again is I am a calm and patient mom. I am a calm and patient Mm -hmm. mom. And I was a mom of toddlers and babies and being calm and patient was not my natural inclination, but that is when I imagined the future version of myself and how I wanted to show up in motherhood and with my kids. Like, I wanted to stay really grounded in that. And I still to this day do not approach that with 100% accuracy, but I do continuously come back to what it looks like to embody that. So mm-hmm. every time not I that. repeat that to myself in the moment when, you know, I'm overstimulated and kids are going bananas, I'm like, okay, how is a calm and patient mom going to show up in this mm-hmm. moment? And I make the choice towards that. Like that is a win. And then whenever I I don't, then I can sit back and reflect like, okay, why did I feel a certain kind of way? Why mm. did I react the way that I did? Like what environment got us to that point of escalation to begin with? And then I love the term you use, compassionate curiosity of just like if i want to do things differently next time how can i set us up as a family to have a different experience in the future mm. so, so habits good. is so much more than water or going on a walk you know when i think about speaking of you do you 82 you do 32 i actually started a brand fresh new round today my due date is thirty-seven days from today. Not that anyone's counting, so <laughs> I didn't want to jump into you do you eighty-two because we all know that the weeks after I have a baby are going to look totally You're just different. Trying to survive, yeah. Well, and I'm going to need different habits than I do right. today. But you know, when I look at what habits I'm wanting to be committed to over the next thirty-two days, it's like I'll just read mine because I have it sitting yeah, right here. I have, my, I have my I have my habits me. too. Even though I said I was going to start this on September 1st, and then, guys, I literally forgot it was September 1st. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, it's fine. I'm going to start on the Tuesday after Labor Day. And then life just became bananas. And here I am on September the 11th starting, but it's okay. Progress over perfection. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Okay, going on a walk outside. That is something I have been faithful to since May and has been so, so good for me. Pelvic floor therapy exercises because I want this to be the smoothest, most calm, natural labor and delivery I've ever had. And starting pelvic floor therapy, guys, I did not even realize how much pelvic floor therapy can help you. I could not sneeze or cough without peeing myself. And (laughs) now I can. After like three months of pelvic floor therapy, game changing. That was a total side tangent, but. If you talk to your OB, we're so happy for you and your bladder. Get a referral, even if you're in the middle of pregnancy, postpartum, at any point in your life. I don't know why pelvic floor therapy is not something that everyone talks about because it is so easy, it is so simple, it is not invasive, and if you're used to peeing your pants all the time, game changer. Okay, whatever. Side tangent. Side tangent. I also want to commit over the next 32 days to doing like some sort of upper body strength training, whether it's arms or chest or back or shoulders, because I'm about to be holding a like six to ten pound weight uh, every minute of every day. Yeah, that's so true. And I have not been prioritizing strength training, which is fine because that's just been where I've been at over the past couple of months. But I'm like, oh, I my arms are about to hurt, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. Give that my effort. I'd like to get back into my gratitude practice, which I have had off and on for the past three or four years. And it is something that grounds me so much, but just has not been a priority over the last couple of months. One of my habits is also related to the way that I'm consuming social media, Mm. because I know that that impacts my mental health. And it is so easy to get in the habit of. Huh, I'm not sure what to tackle on my to-do list. How about I just go see what's going on on Instagram? Then all of a sudden, 45 no minutes has gone by. Oh my gosh. And then just um, related to my business, I have fallen out of the habit I've been consistent on posting on social media. So it's kind of a like I have two habits that I don't want to say counteract each other. One is like posting and being more active. One is being less active, but maybe the through line is, active with intentionality. Yeah. Yes. So those that. are mine. Anyway. I love that.
0: Okay. I'm going to share mine too. Cause I have my, um, you do you 82 tracker. I've got mine pulled up. So basically the difference between these two challenges that Emily's created, and we will have these linked down below in the show notes. So you can sign up when you sign up on Emily's website for the, you do you 82 and 32 challenge. You get a bunch of free resources that are so helpful to support you in your journey. She'll invite you into a free community just pick which one makes the most sense. 82, it's 82 days, 32, 32 days. And there is a spot for six habits. Now I will tell you, you do not have to do six habits. You can start with one. You can start with two. You can start with three. You can start with whatever feels good and reasonable to you in the season that you're in. I am going to share my six, but I just want to preface that in saying you do not have to do six. You can do whatever makes sense for you. So mine is kind of similar. What you'll notice for both Emily and my habits is that they touch on a variety of different things in our lives, right? Again, we're whole people with whole lives, mental, emotional, physical, professional, personal. These habits can go whichever direction you feel that they need to to support you in your life in this season that you're in. Okay, my six habits. I think I already said this one earlier. Do 10 minutes of mindful stretching. I add the mindfulness in because I have a tendency of wanting to always what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, Multitask. So if I'm stretching or working out, I'm always um, watching a show or listening to something and I want to do 10 minutes of mindful stretching where I just listen to myself and my own body. 10 minutes of mindful stretching. The next one is drink 100 ounces of water. I have been very inconsistent with my hydration lately. Number three is to read a chapter of a book. And as a side note, and Emily is the same way, um, we both are self-help personal development junkies and we recognize that you can self-help yourself to death, okay? So I am I am very intentional about alternating books. So I will, if I'm reading a business or a personal development book, the next book that I read or the next series that I read is always one just for fun. I just finished a really good book on the flight back home from Kentucky and it was a just for fun book and that is good. Reading for fun is still productive, my friends. You do not have to always be learning things to apply to your life and your business, Okay. Number four is a daily dance party. If y'all follow me on Instagram, you know that I love me a good dance party. I just love it so much. And I'm not always consistent with that. I also am giving myself permission to not always have to share on social media because I have a tendency to try to make everything I do productive. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a dance party (laughs) and I'm going to share it for my business. No, you're allowed to have a dance party just for yourself. And that gives me permission to like, maybe I don't want to get dressed yet. Okay. And I'm going to have a little naked dance party. And I don't think you want to see that. You might, but sorry, that's just for my husband. So that's number four. Number five, this one's a little different. I used to be a graphic designer and illustrator and creativity is really important to me, but I think that I have kind of pulled away from it. So to tap back into my identity of I am a creative person, I have a daily doodle. The habit is just a daily doodle. It doesn't have to be a huge piece of artwork. It could be a five minute sketch in a notebook, but I want to doodle something daily. And then the last one, which is a little more vague, it is do something brave in my business. So I've actually created a note in my phone of tasks or things that I'm putting on my brave business list. Sometimes it's making a phone call. Sometimes it's sending the email I've been putting off. Sometimes it's catching up on my financials. Sometimes it's pitching myself. Well, I know, same. I like definitely calling myself out there, Kaya, you need to work on your financials. Be brave. So those are my six habits. They're kind of a mix of all these different things.
1: Okay. I I love, I love that your habits have so much intentionality for where you're at. And like you said, tap into so many different pieces of you. It's like, maybe it is sitting down to read a book for fun. Speaking of if you need romantic fantasy recommendations, oh I got you. I got <laughs> you, girl. But even just like the doodling, things like that is like, where can you create space for joy? I also mm-hmm. know there are so many people who do this challenge who look at their relationships, like maybe spending 10 minutes with their spouse or with their kids, or maybe it's like keeping the countertop clean, like truly inventory Mm -hmm. your very real life in this moment, in this season. And what can you be intentional about building or breaking?
0: One of my friends is doing a, uh, one of her challenges is to make out with her husband every day. Which I kind of love because when you get, when you're married for a while, especially when you have kids and stuff, I mean, not speaking from experience yet, but you know, you might kiss your partner every day, but like, when was the last time you had like a nice, hot, sexy makeout sesh? And like, how good would that feel to do every day? It doesn't take that long.
1: Right. And it's like, it's really meeting yourself where you're at and looking at what is going to enhance the full 360 view of your life. Because like you said, we are multifaceted people and yes, thinking about your health and water and moving like that is all good and well and important, but there may be other things in your life, like not using your phone at dinner anymore or setting some boundaries around technology use for your family or whatever that looks like, or, Mm -hmm. you know, getting in the habit of what kind of conversations you're having with your spouse. Or I just, I really invite you as you consider the rest of 2023 is what does intentionality look like overall? And I think to bring it full circle is like we started this conversation so often at this time of year, it's like, you know, if you're in ag, we get to harvest survival mode and then it's like the Halloween candy and then it's, oh, it's the holidays and F it, like whatever. And gosh, yes, Kai and I both have episodes recorded on each of our shows about what it looks like to enjoy the holidays with intentionality, whether it's through habits or whatnot, by all means, enjoy the beautiful traditions that your family loves. But also what does intentionality and mindfulness look like in a way that takes care of your physical, mental, and emotional health? Because the worst thing is waking up on January 1st and being like, I feel awful about everything and I need to throw it all out in the window and start over because I just feel like I'm full of cheese and garbage. And it's like, what if we made space for it all? What if we made space for apple pie or whatever? I don't even know. I mashed potatoes enjoying and also made space for checking in with yourself or a journaling practice or Getting fresh air or setting some healthy boundaries, like whatever that looks like for you, it does, this season does not have to be all or nothing. And I'm going to let you speak into that some more because you have put out some really
0: fire content about that in the past. Well, thank you, friend. I just want to empower you all that changing your life in a big way begins with small, tiny habits, small baby steps. And to bring it back to the mountain analogy I shared earlier, bring your gaze down to where your feet are planted and focus on the one step into the fog in front of you every day, one baby step. Because what happens when we focus on where we're standing and the one step ahead of ourselves is eventually we're going to look up and be like, holy crap, I think I just climbed this entire freaking mountain. And it doesn't happen with leaps and bounds. It doesn't happen with drastic overnight changes. It happens with the small baby steps that create lasting sustainable change. And it's okay if you feel like you got off track because all you have to do is bring your gaze back down to where your feet are currently planted and focus on the one baby step in front of you. And I just want to encourage you all to join us, to join Emily and I. We're both restarting this habit challenge right now. And if challenge doesn't feel like a fun word to you, Um, call it a big grand experiment. Life is one big grand experiment. Okay. So Mm -hmm. the way I started my health journey was by trying it out, trying out five habits to see how they felt. And I say with all sincerity that those five simple habits transformed my entire life in a really, really big way. And it was just by showing up with a little bit of intentionality every single day. So if you feel like, okay, I'm open, Kaya and Emily. I'm open to this experiment. I'm open to giving it a try. I invite you to click the link down below in the show notes. Grab your u you you 82 or u 2 32 habit tracker if it helps you to mark it off. I know I love a good gold star, a good check-in off the list.
1: Mm-hmm. Join
0: us. Let's end the year our strongest, right? We don't need to throw away the last quarter of the year. This is our life. We're living it in real time. And let's focus on how we can honor ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, every single day in the small ways. And I also want to invite you if you're like, okay, Kaya, this sounds great. I'm down, but also like I need more community, more support surrounding me. Emily actually has a retreat coming up in 2024 called the Ascend Retreat. I am so, so honored to be one of the coaches at this retreat. This is her third annual retreat. We're going to be in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And Yay! if you're like, this awesome. is the year, this is the year Join us in, in in really kickstarting 2024 right now, the last quarter of 2023. And if you're ready to make big changes in your life in 2024 and you want to have some support around that, this retreat might just be the thing for you. Emily, what else do you want to share about mm-hmm. the retreat so someone knows that this is a yes or something that they should look into?
1: Yeah, the, I just think back to the mountain analogy. And a lot of times like we feel that inner rumbling of change is like... Mm-hmm. I am ready to transform myself from the inside out in a really big way. But like I have 8,000 options on the table or I'm Mm -hmm. so swamped by what my everyday reality looks like. I don't even know where to start. And like, yes, habits are great, but I think that there's something even bigger from that. Or I don't even know what changing habits looks like in the first place because I've just been going through life on autopilot. That's Mm -hmm. where Ascend is such a transformative, powerful experience. And myself, Kaya, Kylie Epperson, we really have curated this weekend to help you get into the weeds of all of this. We like take everything apart, (laughs) call it like we burn it down and then we build it back up. We are going to do like this massive transformational life inventory where we ask the hard questions, we take a look at all of your goals. Values, priorities, responsibilities, lay them all out on the table, sift through the muck, and then help you project forward in a way that feels super intentional, super aligned, and helps you leave with an action plan and confidence. And I am not BSing you, the most incredible community to help you step into that dream identity or goal or future or business, whatever that looks like for you. It is such a uniquely personalized experience. Mm -hmm. Like Neither one of us could sit here and try to predict the outcome for you. We can give you, gosh, more than 20, 25 examples of women whose lives have been changed for it in really big ways that are all totally different from each other. And that Mm -hmm. is the point, is we get really clear on you and your life and what you want and what you are working towards and just Stand with you and cheerlead with you every step of the way. So that's coming up, like Kaya said, in March in Gulf Shores, literally on the beach. We're not Mm -hmm. all blessed like Kaya to like live (laughs) on the beach. Like
0: there are some of us on the beach. Okay, I mean, close, you can like you can like compared to yeah, it's basically on the beach. But
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at corn, which I would not trade for anything. I love our life on the
0: farm in right behind me. So you're right.
1: Yeah, I don't have palm trees. We got we got corn and soybeans here and some shade trees, but after a long winter, being on the beach like it is, there's something healing about warm sunshine and so crashing waves, and, and there is some something to be people- said for that.
0: Yeah, it's oh a it's, and I say this with no exaggeration. This weekend is a transformative experience, and I I can say that all day, but. Ask the women who have attended because I I know, and like Emily said, all very different stories. Their life has been transformed in a lot of different ways. But it's a beautiful catalyst for if you're at somewhere where you're ready for a shift in your life in some area, investing in an experience like this is a great place for you to really be grounded in that transition. So I just want to encourage you to check that out if this is resonating with you at all. We'll also have that link down below in the show notes. But thank you so much, sweet listeners, for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that this conversation with Emily and I is maybe the encouragement you need to start making changes in your life and maybe hopefully made that change in your life sound a little less scary. It's really all about the tiny Mm -hmm. habits that create the biggest results. And just know that Emily and I are right there with you, focusing on the baby steps one day at a time. That's how we honor ourselves. That's how we change the trajectory of our life. That's how we take care of ourselves inside and out. And I'm just so, so excited to see the way that these tiny habits make big changes for your life too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. As you approach the next couple of months, we would love to stay in touch with you on social if you jump into this challenge or not. And I'm sure we'll link like every episode we've ever each individually recorded around habits in the show notes, because like Kaya said, we're kind of nerds about this. So Mm -hmm. I... In addition to habits, my life has been forever changed by surrounding myself with intentional community around things like this. And Kaya is for sure one of those people for me. So Kaya, thank you so much for joining me and allowing me to join you. I guess it depends on where you're listening from,
0: (laughs) but
1: (laughs) this was so fun and I just can't wait to see where we go from here. So thank you.
0: Love y'all. We'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review, sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.